Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word. Father, we thank you for confirmation of your word, even this week, God, confirmation of your spirit, Lord, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Every arrow and, and that flies by night, Father, we send it back. Every voice to the enemy, every doubt and unbelief and discouragement, we break its power by the blood in the name of Jesus. We go, we walk by faith and not by sight, Father God. Let your word come alive today, God. Let it be a sword cutting off false doctrines, false religion, false ways in the works of the flesh, God. That we will have faith in you, God, as we walk in the Spirit, God. We will not fulfill the lust of the flesh or the desires of the flesh or the fears of the flesh, God. But we will have you and you will supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Father, release the spirit of wisdom and revelation on your word today, God. That it will go forth throughout the lands and it will go forth and many will hear it and many will be delivered and many will get into the truth and they will walk in the truth. By you, God, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Today's message is called Laid Up. I'm going to start with the story of Joseph really quick. My glasses. What, you were reading that this morning? I was. Oh, you were? Oh, two people? Okay, then, I'm just playing. Well, I guess it's really... So don't get mad when I preach this word, because it wasn't my idea. That's why you all got confirmations, because God's going to smack you. No, I'm just kidding. It's a good, it's not one of those. Chase is like, huh? <laughs> All right. Genesis 42, I'm just going to go all the way. Um, you know the story of Joseph. Joseph is one of Jacob's um, sons, his favorite. Just like, you got to even know we're God's son, probably Jesus is his favorite. <laughs> Until later, then we'll all be, I mean, we're all his favorites considering things because of what Jesus did, but... You know, anyway, because I see Joseph as a, as a type and shadow of Jesus. And, um, and all of us end up bowing down finally to him. And, that, that, and, and it's uh, 1, 12 is the government of God and we're all part of the tribe of Jesus. Anyway, so, okay, so he gets, gets all these dreams of things that's going to happen in the future. He tells his brothers a story. His brothers get jealous. His brothers throw him in the ditch. Then he gets in the, uh, to the ditch and he gets... Uh, sold into, um, he gets sold as a slave, put in a ditch, and he gets sold, and then when he's sold, they take him, and then he ends up getting bought, and he ends up in Potiphar's house, and then he ends up um, overseeing that little house, and that was Pharaoh's second hand, and it goes, then he, the wife, he gets tested, and um, Pharaoh's wife puts her eyes on him, and she desires him, and then he's like, no way. And then he runs out and he, she rips his coat or whatever. And then she gets mad because of her rejection from him. And then she tells Potiphar that basically really likes, you know, it's always happens even with Daniel. That's all they really like him. But then the enemy comes with people and, he, and it brings that, that um, division and has to. And then it get, traps him up. So he's like, Potiphar has to. He's like, so then he gets in the jail for two years he still remembers all the dreams and he's sitting there wondering again what God in the pit wondering what the heck it's basically all of our lives in the kingdom too so then we have then finally the two guys he gets a dream in there and he says the, the butler and the baker and the butler and the baker basically um, one of you is going to die one half something was you know both of them there was a crime and both of them they didn't know who did it and they found out who did it then he's after doing that he sat a while longer than when, yeah. then who got the dream? Pharaoh got a dream about, and it just when you get a dream from God that you don't understand, it's just it's just started shaking him and that he couldn't get it off his mind, and he called all his musicians, all these people, and no one could give him the interpretation of the dream. And then they remember that God gave those other dreams to those two because God wanted, God was setting everything up for the future and getting him right in the place he needed to be. So. Oh, I remember this guy in jail that interprets dreams. So he brings them. He tells Pharaoh that his whole interpretation. Pharaoh makes them, gives them half the kingdom, basically half of Egypt. Gives them a ring, gives them a coat, gives them um, his own everything to follow behind them. And they start to do out of the wisdom of the dream. But God used Joseph to interpret the dream like God will use the Holy Spirit to interpret dreams for us now inside of us. Okay, then we get to this point here of my message. Genesis 42. Now when Jacob saw that there was, no, there was corn in Egypt, Jacob said, now, now we're like two years into the famine, so we got, you have 
the rest of his brothers, Israel, the nation basically, the nation of Israel, going to now look to the world for help. Well, the nation of Israel basically saying, you know what, if we don't go, well, remember one thing, they had money. So, they basically, he said, here, take this money and go buy some corn. I heard, you know, there's rumor out that there's corn in Egypt because God had made sure there was corn when there was famine in Egypt. And who do you have there running the storehouse? It was Joseph. God used one man. It's wisdom and the gift to sustain a whole nation and a world at that, at that aspect because God saw before. And he said, Behold, I have heard that there is corn in Egypt. Get there, down there, and buy for us, and then thou have may live and not die. Go buy it, and so we can live and not die. And Joseph and his ten, to Joseph's ten brethren went down to buy corn in Egypt. But Benjamin, Joseph's brother, Jacob sent not with, with his brother, for he said, Lest I preserve mischief befallen him. He already was basically like, Well, you're not taking, I already lost Joseph, and you guys are watching him. You're not. Benjamin ain't going. So, so then he goes and says, The sons of Israel came to buy corn among those that came. For the famine was in the land of Canaan. And Joseph was the governor over the land. And he's, he it was that sold all the people of the land. And Joseph's brother came and bowed down themselves before him. There's the dream manifesting right there. About all the sheaves bowing down to him. Well, there it is. And Joseph saw his brother and they knew them. But it made himself strange unto them. Kind of didn't let them recognize him. Plus, he probably had makeup on or something. Because I heard, I mean, in the movies, I don't know exactly. But they kind of dressed kind of funky in Egypt. Even the men. According to the movies, I don't know exactly. But he did whatever to make himself not noticeable. And then he spoke differently to him. He spoke roughly to them. And said unto them, whence you come? What are you here for? And he said, we've come from the land of Canaan to buy food. And Joseph knew his brother, but they knew him not. Now let's jump to Genesis. Then it goes on that he says, "Well, go get your brother or your, your you know the brother." And then brother comes back thinking. Then he they hide something in the stuff and they keep one of them. And if he doesn't bring the brother back, then they hide a cup in the thing and then the cup and then some money. And then basically he wanted Joseph wanted to get the whole family there so he could do what he was doing. So that's that whole part there. It's not what it's in the mess. Then Joseph could not refrain himself before them and stood by them and cried because every man to go out from me and stood no man so he got everyone out of there but his brothers his family thou art stood no man with me while Joseph made himself known unto his brother and he wept aloud and the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard and Joseph said unto his brethren I am Joseph my father yet live and his brethren could not answer him for they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said unto his brother, Come near to me, and I pray that you came near. And he said, I am Joseph your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Now therefore be not grieved nor angry with yourselves, that you sold me hither. For God did send me before you to preserve life. For these two years has the famine been in the land. And yet there are five years in which there still shall be no harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve. Who sent Joseph? God sent him before them to preserve you a posterity in the earth and save your lives by a great deliverance. To save their lives by a great deliverance, God sent Joseph. Good. God knows everything before it happens. God knows everything in our life before it happens. And if he doesn't tell us something's going to happen, then we don't have to worry about anything happening because he knows what's going to happen anyway before it happens. But he also didn't tell Joseph what was going to happen or Joseph wouldn't know. He, Joseph was just walking out his destiny, walking out his purpose. His brothers basically did what God knew they were going to do in his heart. He got the brothers even jealous of him so the whole thing could happen. But remember, God said, what you, even Joseph said about this, what you meant for bad, God meant for good. And this is where actually uh, we get that from Paul when he says uh, in, in Romans 8, all things work together for good, who then were called according to his purpose. He pulls, see, the men and women of the, of the Bible pull things out of the Old Testament by the Spirit. That's what Jesus knew, even mm -hmm. Judas and the things that he walked, he says, for the Scripture knew. And he said that Moses wrote about me, but you don't see me. So the whole thing is the whole 
Old Testament is to see Jesus in our life. Or we go back and we try to live as the Old Testament or the old ways and do things in the flesh. But God is spirit. And then that worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. So God sent me to preserve you in the earth. So now it was not you that sent me, but God. So he said, it wasn't you that sent me, but God. And he had made me a father of, to Pharaoh and Lord over all his house and ruler throughout the land of Egypt. Haste ye and go up to my father and say unto him, Thus saith, so he got all his brothers there, now he went, Thy son Joseph, God, has made me Lord over Egypt. Come down unto me and tarry not. And thou shalt dwell in the land of Goshen, and thou shalt be near unto me, thou, thy children, and the children's children, thy flocks and thy herds, and all thy thou hast. And there will I nourish thee, for yet there are five years. So he's going to take care of them. Years of famine, lest in thy household, and all that thou hast come to poverty. In other words, was it for God? You would be poor, but you have God. And behold, your eyes see, and the eyes of my brother Benjamin, that it is in my mouth that speaketh unto you, and you shall tell my father, and all the glory, that all the, all my glory in Egypt, and all that you have seen, and you shall haste and bring down my father hither. And they fell him on Benjamin's neck, and they wept, and he wept upon his neck, and moreover kissed his, his brethren, and wept upon them, and talked with him. And the fame thereof heard in Pharaoh's house, and saying, Joseph, the brothers have come, and it's pleased Pharaoh well, and his servants. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, Say unto the brother, To do, do ye, lay your beast, and go, and get unto me the land of Canaan. And they take the father and the household unto them, and get the good of the land of Egypt, and the fat of them. So he went and got them, and he gave them all, some people say like, maybe one, enough to just all bless them abundantly. Regard not your stuff, for the good of the land of Egypt is yours. And the children of Israel did what Joseph gave them in wagons according to the commandment of Pharaoh, and gave them provision for their way. And then he sent them with all that stuff. And all of them gave me, each man changed the raiment, and Benjamin he gave them three hundred pence of silver and five changes of raiment. And his father he sent after the manor ten asses laden with good things in Egypt, and ten... Um, laden with corn and bread and meat for his father's way. And he sent his brother, this goes on and on, and I'm going to keep skipping here. And Jacob's heart fainted when he believed them not. They said that Joseph is alive. Verse 26, And they told him the words of Joseph. And they, then he saw the wagons and the provision and all the things. And he sent him, to, and the spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. His dad was been tormented ever since that. He revived him. He got joy. And Israel said, Is it not enough that Joseph, my son, is yet alive? I will go and see him before I die. So in other words, whatever we need, God already knows it. God already has it ready. <laughs> who gave the dream to Joseph? It was God. Who gave? Who did God have storing up? Egypt. Joseph didn't do any work. He just told them what to do. He sat there. He didn't toil for it. The world did. Egypt already had, 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 had was doing it, right? Who did God provide without any toil? This is a very important point. The whole nation. When the famine came, they, God didn't say there's a famine, get ready, store up, prepare. But we have doctrines right now all out there. And people try to use this story right here. And that's what happened over the weekend. And God is putting everything together for all different reasons. And He's going to be speaking to us in all different ways. Some of us need to be set free in some things. But right there. So, they didn't do nothing. Why? Because they were trusting God and God always takes care of them. But in the meantime, they were like, oh my gosh, we better... But God had the money to bet. They didn't have any money. They might not have even went to Egypt because they're like, Egypt ain't going to give us nothing. We're not even part of... But he sent them. God gave them even in that point what they would need to get them to the point that they needed what they needed to get what they needed and then come back and the whole thing was restored because God, was His name is Jehovah Jireh. Is your name Jehovah Jireh or is God's name Jehovah Jireh? You can't have faith in Jesus and then have faith in your strength. How big do you have to make your barn for when the famine comes? How big when the stock market breaks in the world and all these things happen? How big can it be? How many, do you know how many years? 
Eventually, you're going to have to turn back to God. And how, and what? Is you think the, the Christians are going to be able to have all this stuff? By that time, Christianity's already going to be against the law. And they're going to go to, to Mr. Baker's barn, and they're going to take it all anyway. FEMA's going to come in. I don't know what people think in their mind about Christianity and all this favor, like the Seven Mountains uh, Gospel, that they're going to these presidents and everything, like they're of the kingdom, and they're going to get favor, because when deception comes, and the Antichrist comes, and the mark of the beast comes, it doesn't matter what you plan on this earth, it's come. And we have to learn that God supplies all of our needs, not ourselves. And they come up with all of these doctrines. And all of these little things. Because religion always wants to have a way. Religion always wants to have a formula. Religion always wants to have a plan because they get people to follow it. But without faith, you cannot please God. And then, not worrying, or, 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 and for two years, still not going to Egypt, showed their faith. And they and and what at the midnight hour they said if we by next week do not have any corn or any food we might die it's time but God had that all planned out and God used what one man and his name was Joseph one son not the whole body of Christ one person to sustain a whole nation to sustain a whole tribe so God used him so. Why does everyone say, all oh, Christians, we need to do this. Get, get a bigger barn in your house. Store up your food pension. Well, I got news for you. It's the, the food that they bought started that whole ministry of storing up. It's only got a 20-year shelf life on it. And now we're at year number 10. So and if this doesn't happen, this big crisis that's coming, because now it's on hold because God didn't know the president that we'd have wouldn't, wouldn't be the one. So God didn't know. This is all doctrines of men in the works of the flesh. Amen. I'm not answering questions till after the message. Thank you, though. Because I need to stay focused because God's speaking to me now and I can't hear you and God at the same time. So who is Jehovah Jireh? God. When He told Abraham to bring His son up to crucify Him, Abraham obeyed him, but God had their lamb in the thicket. He was testing him. So many Christians are failing this. How big God, God never told you to, because then I'm going to take you in the New Testament to show you that God would never tell you to do something that comes against His Word. And I have people coming against me because of these, all these, all these people when false prophets. My gosh, a, a true prophet of God gets sold out and starts selling uh, Camper goods and stuff. What, what prophets are selling stuff for survival? And I'm telling you, this is true prophet. You wouldn't get the revelation of the revelation that some of these men have got unless you were from the Spirit. But they sold out. Something's not right. Because without faith, you cannot please Him. And people, what is... And now people aren't even talking about that. Why is it, where is it coming out? Because then somebody made a video. Because now there's now they put all that on hold because they have, we have a new president. So now we have all that on hold. <laughs> but now they're doing something else. But now it's like that was the whole mocking of the video. So now it's we're in a good time. And it's like this video is like, yeah. And you're up there. So people freak out because they were telling everybody about that preaching. Because pride now. You can't go repent and really follow the word of God. Because you're following religion. And all these doctrines of men, and when's the doctrine? And you're going, you're being tossed to and fro. Take all these doctrines of men and the wisdom of men, and we gotta, we gotta line it up with the Word of God. We gotta smash it. How long enough? How big enough? Will I make my barn? We don't ask God because He says, don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> it's no guarantees. I already got all that answered. So I was like, I, that's why I stopped Shatira writing these notes, little side notes, because it always comes out anyway. I just need the scripture. Okay, well, that's all I said in that. So now let's go to 1 Corinthians 3, 1, 1 through 3. <laughs> that is so funny. That whole paragraph I have here just came out earlier. And brother, could not speak as you unto spiritual, but unto carnal, because even unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk, and not with meat, for hit you not able to bear it. Neither yet you're able, for you are yet carnal. Where there is among you envy... Where there's envy, there's, where there's strife, and divisions, 
Are you not carnal and walk as men? Carnal and walk as men. Even arguing about store as like the Holy Spirit knows. How can I have faith in my own strength, my own money, my own works, and or rely on somebody at the end that's really gonna and how do you walk in the kingdom when you're building your own kingdom? Like how do you walk in the kingdom when you're worried about this all this destruction coming and I better make sure I have everything I need? You can't. Because what you'll begin to do is be self-centered. Right. You'll be you'll be like, I can't give that away because how am I going to feed my tribe? How am I going to give take care of my family? So we it, it, it comes anti-kingdom. And so these preachers are getting everybody's money and building their kingdom. But when, when the time comes, God said the wealth of the wicked and the wicked preachers and the wicked hirelings, even those bonds, God's laid it up for the righteous. And even Joseph's wicked brothers had something laid up for them because they still had the promise to God in their life and they were able to repent. So even though they would be stripped away and bow down to the world because they were wrong, God still took care of them because they were His. And let's look at the other scripture, Hebrews 5. And being made perfect became an author of eternal salvation unto them that obey Him, of whom we have... If you saw how many millions of people are following this doctrine and putting on TV and then having people basically prophets in this apostolic reformation lying uh, this lying move of God There's, there is an apostolic reformation but it has nothing to do with the ones that aren't lined up to the word of God moving in power and in the spirit of Elijah it's about his kingdom coming in us in this world right now not by observation according to the word of God we want to see His kingdom manifest wherever we go, but we don't. We are not in the kingdom of God as in the earth. His kingdom is a spiritual place, and it's within us. And He is the kingdom. <clears throat> For whom we have many things to say, hard enough, but you are dull of hearing. For when the time you ought to be teachers, I speak this to so many. We ought to be teachers. What of faith of the power of God of Jesus? You have need to be taught. Again, for the first principles of the oracles of God and are become such have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word and, and righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age. Even those who have reason of use have their senses exercised and just discern both good and evil. Let's go to Luke while talking about that. Like, if you don't know the Word of God, you'll be tossed to and fro. If you don't know who's preaching you, if your faith isn't in Jesus and Jesus alone, you're not going to make it. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care because it'll be taken. I don't care what you have because you'll be under the submission of the world. And if you don't do and say what they want, they'll take everything from you. First of all, they'll do it by fear. Then they'll do it by this. And they'll take your food and they'll take this. So God is preparing us by faith to trust in Jesus and Jesus alone and the power of the gospel. And, he, and, he, and, if, and if there is no food, He'll take the hunger away from you and feed you with angels. What's the difference? Yeah, that's right. Unless you're your own God, if you're going to believe in the, in, in the world. And if God's saying through prophets that this is going to happen, it's so that God can get glory when it happens that these men have spoken from God. It wasn't so we can go come against the New Testament in the words of Jesus and the words of Paul and, and, and do things because of, of a prophecy. Joseph had a prophecy. Most prophecies we don't know. But who did he actually give it to was the world. He gave it to, to Pharaoh because that was the only way to get his, his job accomplished was to use somebody, use them. But what were the people of the sons of Jacob doing? They were building a nation. What are we supposed to be doing in the New Testament? Building the kingdom of God. Building the kingdom of God within us. Filling ourselves with oil. Not well, The minute we start looking on the natural to take care of and sustain ourselves, you're out of the kingdom. Yes. And my gosh, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, receiving nothing from the Lord. Yes. You can't take care of yourself and then... Take care of God's stuff in the, in, 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 the, in the nations of the world. How are you going to feed the nations if you're worried about having enough in 20 years in your barn? <coughs> then your barn gets bigger and the nations starve. And that's what's going on with the Word of God. 
Because there's a famine in the land with that. And God wants to... God has the spirit of Elijah coming. He has the word of the Lord. And He's going to feed the nations with just a few men. And then again, the men that get raised up are going to feed one another. Joseph is a representation of Christ. His brothers bow down to him. They betrayed him. They killed. They tried to kill him. They sold him off in slavery. Jesus was a lamb led to the slaughter, given over to the Romans, set up by the Jews, set up by the religious system. Walks in, gives his life, doesn't fight about it. Joseph's just like, I'm just yours, God. You gave me that dream and everything. I'm just going to believe you, God. I'm going to fulfill the dream and the destiny that you put in my heart no matter what it looks like. Whether I'm in jail, whether I'm in prison, whether I'm in a pit, or whether... And then what did God do? Promoted him. Wherever he was, he got promoted. Not right away sometimes. He got promoted because the anointing of God was on Joseph's life. The, the call of God was on Joseph. The God, it wasn't about Joseph. It was about God's purpose for the nations. So no matter what Joseph went through, it didn't matter. Whatever Jesus went through on the road to Calvary or on the cross, God's feeding nations now. J- Jesus is the firstborn above many brother. What Joseph went through saved the whole nation. What Jesus went through... Do I have to preach anymore on that? We all got saved. So we look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Not uh, uh, Jesus when, uh, when, when, I wrote, when the barn gets empty. If you, if you only look to Jesus when your wallet's empty, then you're not a son of God. You're, 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 what kind of thought, what kind of son, what kind of relationship is it when, um, when all you want, when you see your dad is give me the credit card and run out and spend the credit card and never have relationship with him? No. You have relationship with him, and all, and in that relationship, you find out your identity and what, and the love that he has. So, we have this going on. Let's go to Luke twelve, to for the verse forty three. In the meantime, now let's see what the New Testament says. You can't live in the old and whatever they did in the old anyway. It didn't happen because even though all that happened, God's supernatural hand was doing it. It was God that created the famine anyway, or let it happen. Regardless of it, God can do anything, right? Because He was doing what he, His ways are not our ways. Whatever He was doing was for a purpose. It was probably to see Jesus in the midst of everything. And what did, what did Isaac do in famine? He gave. It says Isaac sowed in famine. Because Isaac knew who his provider was. Isaac knew who his father was. Abraham. Isaac knew that his father passed down the blessings and the word of God. He believed what God had spoken to him, that you're going to be a father of many nations, and you're going to be prosperous, and you're as many as the stars in the sand on the beach are, is going to be the sons and daughters of your. So they stood on, the, on faith. That's why they didn't worry when, when there was famines, because they followed the word of God. Not man's opinions, not man's ways, not good ideas, not the works of the flesh, but the Spirit of God. <clears throat> and when there was gathered together an innumerable multitude of people, and so much as they trod on upon another. There's another trod. Oh, we were talking about some other word. Who was that? Sorry. Who was that in here? No, not that. that. Some of us thrust anyway. Someone had a word, I thought it was in here. And he began to say unto his disciples, first of all, beware, yea, of the leaven of the Pharisees. Beware of the leaven of the religious, religious doctrines. Beware of the leaven of, which is hypocrisy. Hypocrisy said, either God is my surprise, or I am. That's hypocrisy. Either you're going to, uh, what you say and preach is true. God's your supplier. God's the one that is going to get you to the other side. God is the one that you're faithful in. Or... Then when, when times get rough, people see you freaking out, and you freak out, and then they say, well, where's your God? So then we, be, we make the presidents our God. We make changing the government our God. We make uh, storing up our God. We make everything our God, just like Egypt, that's what they did. They had gods of everything. But it took the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to sustain the world. Because if it wasn't for the wisdom of God, not the wisdom of man... The whole, the whole world would have perished in famine, or wherever it was. And he said, beware of this leaven. These are the teachings and the doctrine of hypocrisy. They say one thing, but they do another. Amen. That's what hypocrisy is. Yeah. If I preach Jesus, I better live Jesus. 
I better eat Jesus and I better have faith in Jesus and not in my own strength. Because religion brings witchcraft. And witchcraft opens doors for demons. And demons come in and bring more doctrines. And then everybody wants to have the next doctrine of how to, how to be better, get better, sustain oneself, do anything. It's just like being under the law. Therefore, whatsoever you have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light. And then what you have spoken in the ears in the closet shall be proclaimed on the housetop. Then I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them who kill the body. There it is right there. He's coming against fear. Don't fear. We'll kill you if you don't take the mark of the beast. Or well, you're going to die of starvation unless you take the mark of the beast. So fear them and take... No. Daniel didn't. We're supposed to be like Daniel in our heart. And after that, you have no more that you can do. But I will forewarn you to whom you shall fear. Fear him. Who's him? God. Which after you have been killed hath power to cast you in hell. I say unto you, fear him. Are there not five sparrows sold for two farthings? And not one of them is forgotten before God. But every, but even the very hairs on your head are all numbered. Well, it's easy to count mine. I actually have it because you have to shave it. The stubble, there's still a lot of hair. God knows every one of those stubbles. <laughs> Sold, but not of one of them before God. But even the very hairs on your head are numbered. Fear not, therefore. I mean, that means God knows everything. Everything, every second of the day. And if you sneeze in the middle of the night and your nose hair goes on the ground, that means God knew it. You're minus the nose hair. So that means every cell in your body, so that means people said, let God know there's cancer here in this world. God knows. He's looking for faith. Amen. In other words, God knows every little bit of food you have in the refrigerator. But he's testing your faith. So we have this worldly mindset that we need to break. Because once you do that, but it comes out of obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. I mean, just, just think of that again. He knows every hair. Either the Bible lies or it's true. And he knows if there's a button to be pushed in the world, he knows when it's going to be pushed. He created the world. He created time. He's watching a movie that he already made. Praise God. Are you going to be a star in the movie or are you going to be in the, what is that, B? B team? Extra. An extra? We all represent Joseph too in a way because we're going to tell people what they need to do and they're going to get favor from but we're not going to touch it. Kingdom of God, you don't toil anymore. Striving. Most people that have to strive are, are rebellious children and that's when striving comes. All the hairs in your head are numbered, and fear not, therefore, you are more valuable than many sparrows. Also I say unto you, whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. But he that denieth me, when we don't trust him, we deny him. It's not like I deny, I'm not going to, you know, are you with him? You know, verbally, oh no, I don't know him because you're going to get, you know, the mark of the beast or... or persecuted or thrown in jail deny him with your faith when you don't have faith in him you deny him what did he say to the to to the 12 children 10 of them were 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 sinning because of their unbelief because god already told them to take the land he didn't ask them how to do it he didn't tell them to go figure it out he didn't go there and tell them to look at the blueprints or he didn't say tell them to go and um you know get it all down on paper and see if it's capable in their own strength he just said take the land so his, his anger towards the, the ten were, they were looking at their own strength. They were looking at how we can do this on paper. Or they were looking at how, looking at how big the, the demon it was, or the obstacle was, that they had to go, f- and instead of looking at how big their God was. So he says, I said to you, whatsoever you confess before men, said, I will confess. So he's like, if you deny me, I'll deny you. So when we don't have faith, we're denying him. Fear denies God. Opens the door to devils. Faith gets more and more. Faith increases from faith to faith. Faith has multiplication power. Fear has minus. Takes everything. Take your peace. Take your finances. Take your joy. Takes family. Takes friends. Takes... That's the devil's power. Fear. And whatsoever you shall speak a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven. In other words, you can say things, but don't talk about God. And then he says, God will confess... 
God will confess you. He'll send the angels on your behalf. You see, you confess God, He'll confess you. And whosoever shall speak a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But blasphemy against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven. And when they bring you, it didn't say if they bring you, when. That's a really scary word. <laughs> I was like, what? It's not like when they bring you. <laughs> a lot of people say, if, they, if you get caught, or if they... When, because I'm obviously this must be the end times. So let's let's let's. I mean, people want to go back to the Old Testament and do something for the end times, but um, Jesus is preaching for like tomorrow is the end times. Paul was like, he's going to something. They all thought it was coming sooner than it did. So when Jesus was everything in the whole Bible is about the end times, because that's when the biggest harvest comes in of souls. So let's not say, well, that was when the good times of the gospel were. That was when Donald Trump was president. This is what we do, but when, when we have the Antichrist as the president of the of the world, then you know you gotta work on your own strength. You gotta go do you know. Then then the gospel changes. That's what they say. That's what irritates me the most. Either the gospel's the gospel, or it's not the gospel. And the Bible says, "Any man preach any other gospel, that means bringing the Old Testament and their own mindly interpretation that comes against the words of Jesus. It's called demonic doctrines. I don't care how many books they have." I don't care how many TV stations they have. They're coming against God and they're denying Jesus. Because they're denying Jesus and giving power to 666 men themselves. They're actually giving power to the beast on Christian television. They're giving power to the beast because they're making you actually birthing fear. You've got to go by 20 years because this is coming. That's fear. I say, why would you even listen to that? There's an addiction to it too because it's exciting. Yeah. And especially when you're not really happening. You're going to go high? Basically, God is going to preserve your life. If you're walking in the Spirit, you're going to be in the right place at the right time. Okay. And and it, and even if God doesn't do a miracle with bread and loaves to you, if you're walking in the Spirit, there'll be something somebody has somewhere in a cave just for you. Mm-hmm. Or Elijah have ravens deliver it just for you. That's ravens, right. probably considering ravens being the unclean bird in the world, mm-hmm. and Pharaoh and the Egyptians being the unclean, and the Jews being the clean, who brought it to the Jews was the ravens. They were just sitting and waiting on the Lord. And then God said, used Jacob, whether he knew it or not, because he was struggling, because according to the Word of God, you basically are, God takes care of everything. I mean, the stories that were in the family dinners, Abraham brought, he brought you up there, man, and God, there was a And then this time, and just all the stories of at dinner, and then all of a sudden this famine comes, and like, you know, Jacob was shaken. But what did God do? He, he was Jehovah over He provided. <laughs> is, is Jesus our provider? Amen. He is. And I don't know how anyone can hear this message and still pay attention to the nonsense. I'm not saying that all those things aren't going to happen. The Bible says all these things are going to happen. Perilous times will come. Famines and all. But that's why we have God. Amen. That's why we, we advance His kingdom now so more people can be under the shelter of the Most High God in Psalms 91. Or you go to, to Mr. Baker's barn and hopefully you, you, you are a high-level partner and you can get in the back door and eat some of his... some of Because um, there's rumor has it that there's all these barns we made and they have stuff stored up. My God, that's anti-Christ. And I'm not saying you might have, not have, have a few things that God had you because there's a time in that you... We've held shoes for a little while because it was... Those shoes were for... But we weren't holding them because we were afraid that we won't have shoes in two years. You have things before the Spirit of the Lord has you to, to steward them in the time of giving them or advancing the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And that's why religion always like, oh, they've had those shoes. What are you? I mean, why are they doing sitting on that? Well, yeah, but they, they've given out. It's, it's, it's the flow of the kingdom of God. Religion comes and wants to judge everything according to the letter. But those that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. You see, so the only way to be set free is to forget about what religious people say, like Jesus did when Judas was like, oh, why don't we use that to take care of the poor? And she's like, you're out of the Spirit. She's, she's moving in the Spirit. You're not, because your mind's on earthly things. That's what he was saying. What's, what verse was on Okay, I'll just go um, to the top of the page. Oh, bring them unto synagogues and, and unto magistrates, and the powers take no, no thought. Wow. He said, when they do deliver you up, because 
Most Christians will, or else you hide out, but eventually you'll be delivered up. Take no thought. And uh, when they deliver you up, they don't say, well, you know, pull your barn with you. Pull your barn of all your, your supply. I don't know who, what, what the problem is, is the church is me making friend of the world when God's never said to be a friend of the world. <laughs> We're never supposed to walk hand in hand with the world like the governments of this world are going to protect your 501, uh, 501-3C benefits. Actually, you don't have many in that thing, and that's why we don't have that. Or your, your, your benefits of your... Uh, okay, let's make it a really... Because everyone wants to go back. Your constitutional amendments. When the Antichrist comes, the Constitution gets burned. <laughs> There's a whole other government. It has nothing to do with the governments of this world. It's one government. It's the Antichrist government. And everyone thinks, well, the United States won't be part of that government. Who says? Where does it say that? There's only one nation that God protects. And then there's only one people that God protects. It's those people that are under the government of the seal of God, the blood of Jesus. And whether and it doesn't say you're going to have a merry-go-round happy time and you're still going to sit on the beach and, and drink your Diet Coke or whatever you do and, and play um, whatever you... What? Porcheesy or... Volleyball. Volleyball. No, but he's going to take care of you. That much you can promise. He's not going to promise leisure and comfort, but he's going to comfort you. That's why the Holy Spirit is called the Comforter. That's right. Come on. <laughs> so learn to get comfortable in Him. That's it. <laughs> and then he was saying this morning about Brazil. He's like, yeah, they all get them. They help them out of prostitution. All that. They become a slave to the to the. Um, and you know that's what's wrong with the church today. So people aren't doing the right things because of the system in Brazil. Same thing here. And I say, well, I said, well, hot house of truth. We're going to make people slaves of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And they like that when they repeated it, actually. A lot went on this morning on the phone. Drained my whole phone out. And he said, and he says, And one of the company of him, Master, speak to thy brother that thou divide it. What they're, they're now they're thinking about. He just said to them, I know every teach the Holy Ghost will teach you in the same hour what you're going to say. And here goes carnal mind. Master, my brother, that he divided the inheritance with me. And he said unto him, Man, who had made me a judge or a divider over you? And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covenants. For a man's life consists not of the abundance of the things which he possesses. A man's life doesn't consist of what he possesses. Because when the Antichrist comes, all Christians basically will go back to sin. Because everyone will have to go back to that beginning church. Because everyone will have nothing. And whatever you can get out... You're going to have to live by the Bible and help one another. It's going to be a very, very... Um, and then you better hope you're good to some of your Christian brothers and sisters because you might need them at that time. You might have all the things now and then, then you might not have nothing and, got, and someone else might have. But anyway, they'll love you and do it, give it to you anyway. So don't worry. Because if they got it in that time, that means they were doing it in this time, the right things. And he said unto them, Take heed, beware of covetousness. For a man's life consists not of the abundance of the things he possesses. And he spoke a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain man brought forth plenty. And, and he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, because I have no room where I bestow my fruits? And he said, and he said This will I do. This is what Mr. Baker is telling all of us to do. Pull down. Store up. get, Learn how to harvest your own vegetables on your lawn. And... Do all this, uh, what do they call survival techniques. Well, in the wilderness, they didn't learn any techniques. But who's, who? God gave them some techniques like manna fallen from heaven, like quail in the afternoon or whatever it came to dinner. Fallen, dead bird. Not dead old birds. Birds fresh, dead birds. Just like God set a machine gun at that time over the earth and just hit every bird down without any lead in them. And boom, right in the right spot. And now they had to eat. Because he was showing them who their provider was. At the same time, he, we need to be obedient servants to him. And he says this, store, parable, saying, where, where, what are we going to do? And that's how the world is, right? Well, i got to save up for a time. i got to do this, figuring everything out all the time. And God's like, just do what I tell you to do, and i got it all figured out. And so when these people on TV want to tell you to start moving in that vein of, all it does is start getting you into the little cult of the thing, and you learn how, and then you... You, you start sharing your survival techniques and showing your barns and how to build the underground tunnels and all this stuff. 
And all of a sudden, the Bible gets dusty over there, and the kingdom of God is dying in your life, and, 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 but you got your own kingdom, and then all of a sudden, when this really happens, like, this is nothing that I thought it was going to be. Or you, you got your supply 15 years ago from the television, and now you got to go drop another 40 grand on the new supply because it's all old and rotten and moth-eaten. Because you thought something was going to happen before it happened. It's going to happen, but see, God didn't tell them when it was going to happen until he, it was going to happen when it was his time for it to happen. According to Joseph, are you guys following about this, or are you still got any things about storing up? And he said, "This will I do: I will pull down my barns and build greater, and they will bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I'll say to my soul, Thou hast much goods laid up for many years." And basically, on the TV, they're saying, "Well, I had food for twenty years, so I'm ready for it. It can come. I don't care if the stock market crashes. I don't care anything. I got it all." I got it all prepared. And now you know, well, we're, oh, oh, they just, Congress just passes a law. Nobody can have more things than a week's food. And the government's coming in and confiscating everything for the, the, big, the big barn they built for them. And then, oh God, you, t- you told me, God, I, I, you were telling me to store up and get ready. And you re- what's going on? And rending their clothes. And God's going to say, what are you talking about? That was Mr. Baker and the other guy and the other false prophets. I told you, don't worry about it. Build my kingdom. Expand my kingdom. Learn to grow maturity in the Lord and get rid of all the divisions and the doctrines of devils and the religiosity. So now, you're suffering not because of me. Now you better better get some oil because it's coming close. This This is real. But I want to increase faith in you. Not, in, not. That's why I had said this. How can you preach fear and then faith? Now we have faith because we have the right present. Okay, well, let's back it up. Eight years ago, the whole world was falling apart. And all these things are going to happen. And they're going to happen. I'm telling you, they will happen. And the stock will. And it might even be when everyone's thinking it could be in two years. It could all be a masquerade. Who knows? That's why we don't put our, our trust in any man, any president, any worldly government. We put our trust in Him. That's right. Not in... We don't put our trust in horses or chariots, but our trust must be in the Lord. Amen. David didn't put his trust in his strength or his height or his demeanor or all his skills. He had his little skill of that. Well, he could do that thing, but he put his trust in the Lord. And God got him good at that one thing for that one time so he can take out that one giant. And when that one giant was taken out, then, because he was rejected from all the time, rejected by his brothers, rejected by his father. Then he went and tried to help them, brought them lunch. He was rejected by all the, all the people fighting in Israel. All the time he was rejected, but he was anointed by God, and God used him. And now God used him also to finance the whole uh, Solomon's temple. And he said unto me, so, so my soul has... Much goods laid up for many years. Take ease, eat, drink, be merry. And that's the American dream, right? Well, there's no American dream in, in the kingdom of God. It's either God gives you a dream and you obey Him, or you don't have any dreams or plans. You say, uh, I trust in you with all my heart, lean out of my understanding. I go where you go, I say what you say, and I do what you do. And then I know you got me. Thank you, Lord. And, he will, and God is El Shaddai. He will... Yes. When you're obedient, you won't even... And the stress of not worrying is the whole kingdom. What is the kingdom of God? It's joy. It's righteousness and peace in what? The Holy Ghost. How can you have peace in the Holy Ghost and go listen to, to famines coming and you better buy this or buy that and learn all this and get all these plans and move to this certain place and do a certain thing and then go, to, go listen to a faith preacher on Sunday and then go back and turn on the TV all week unstable it's so it's not, it's so hard actually because we make it hard but isn't it the easy thing just to trust God yes. throw yourself on the horns of the altar and don't let go until right. he has you and God said I'm almost done and God said thou fool this night your soul is required of thee then whose shall all these things be which you've suffered for which you've strived for I mean, think about it. Or all the food that you can't eat now because you're actually going to die even before the stock market crashes. 
dummy. That's what he says. You know, that's basically what God's saying. It's like, now you've labored for your own. So lay up your treasure. He says, so he that layeth up his treasure for himself and is not rich toward God, but that guy is rich. He's got little bits, increments of everyone's money. He's made partners. He's on TV. My gosh, he's going to be fine. But I guarantee you, God will embarrass him eventually. Something will happen. And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life. What you eat, what, what you wear, what you put on. The life is more than eating and drinking and wearing clothes. And the body is more than that. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap. In other words, we need to be like the birds in the air. And that, that we just live and like the eagles, right? Wherever the wind blows us, we go. And it'll blow us right to the food, right to the shelter, right to the right where we're supposed to go. They they live by instinct. We need to learn to be living by the instinct of the kingdom of God. And as we learn to live by the instinct of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God manifests and it's there for us. And what did he tell Peter? What I left, I left all these things. God has promises too. I'll give you family, houses, everything you need, and a hundred times. But don't forget, you're going to be persecuted because people are all going to be mad at you because you are actually have faith in Jesus and not in your own strength. See, people love people because then they can promote themselves and say, why did this not? Because it's the spirit of pride. And he said this. And that's why he wants to train us to be good stewards because he's not going to give anything that's going to end up in the devil's hands. And what thought can you add? One statue, one cubit. Says, consider them. They don't do any of those things that we do as humans. How much better are you than birds? I mean, you got to know your identity. Are you in the kingdom or you're not? If you're not in the kingdom, see, that's where the double minus comes in. Religion is not the kingdom of God. Formulas is not the kingdom of God. Twelve-step programs is not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is in you, and the kingdom of God is... In His protection. It's following His Word. And it's Him manifesting everything. Leading us. It's not that you don't work. You don't that. You can have a job and not toil at it. Because you're at peace with it. I mean, you're cleaning your house. And you like it because it's your house. And you don't say, oh man, i got to clean. Well, some people might. Because they, they, they do it every year. But, you know, if, if, if you're basically keeping things nice and all that. You're doing it because... You, you value that. The kingdom is not, you're just living. You're like, i got to go to job because it's your job. You're not clocking in and out of, and then and you're, you're in peace and joy. So whatever you do, if you're working, you're studying, you're praying, you're in the kingdom of God. And then God brings the increase. So, so, and then consider the lilies. So Jesus is saying this to the New Testament church. He's not telling us to point to the Old Testament and go backwards either. And remember what we said. None of them did nothing. They trusted God and God provided for them. It really blew my mind when God said to me, well, how long is the famine? What if you only got three years and you're still going to go now? You're going to go bake out of someone else's barn because you're going to be too ashamed to ask God because you're all about yourself, strengthening your own, your, own, your own thing. And he said, cast them into the oven. Now, what, that could be, that's probably hell, right? And they clothe the grass of the field and the day of the field and tomorrow this cast into the oven. How much, and they say that God comes back with a whole fire right on the earth. And more, are you clothed more than this little, you of little faith. So if we do that, we have, no, we have little faith. And everyone says, I want to please God. We'll have faith, faith in Him, not in you. And seek not what you shall eat or what you shall drink. Neither you be doubtful in mind. Doubtful in mind, that's what you are. If He's not going to, it's like, it never said, but, there's no buts when this, this gospel doesn't pertain to um, 2020, the gospel's different now. Then right, then we're writing another gospel, right? If I did, but well, we're doing that invertedly because we're coming against the gospel. We're actually writing another gospel because we're telling Christians to follow this, that God said it, like Paul got the word of God, and it says that this word of God cannot be changed, so as Paul said it, we're actually writing a book about survival and all this by our revelation of God. So you're actually writing another gospel. So you're actually doing what same thing the Mormons did, that guy that got off. Nobody sees it like that. Anything that comes against this word of God is an enemy of the cross. And seek you what you shall eat or drink. Don't be doubtful of mine. For the things do, do, does the nations seek and the world seeks. After your Father knoweth that you have need of these things. God knows what you need. 
See, the thing is, that's why He wants to get covenants out of us. Mm-hmm. And that's why He wants to get greed out of us. Because He wants to give us the kingdom. He can't give us the kingdom until the things are out of us. Remember, when Satan came, he said, you have nothing in it. The world's not in me, Satan. You can't give me something that I already rule in the future. And that I really already rule because you're under my feet. Once I go to the cross, you have no dominion in the spiritual realm. Yeah, you can have the brick and the mortar, and you can have the gasoline, and you can have the oil that's black, but you can't have my peace or joy. And that's what they always do. That's what religion wants to do. Offer you something that's not coming from God. Good ideas. Good ideas only work in good times. Only God ideas God ideas sustain you for all time. Rather seek the kingdom of God. All these things shall be added unto you. How can you seek the kingdom of God and be storing up? Right? I'm going to store for... So if anyone's done that, that's listening to this on YouTube, go back, call that and see, why well, I bet you that ministry won't even give you the money back. Get your money back. Send the stuff back and see how, how kingdom they are. See if they'll just give it back to you. You probably get more favor with Walmart because they have more than ministers of unrighteousness in the kingdom of God. Oh, but we're using the money for that. We can't give it back to you because, you know, we're, we're, we've paid it for TV time. They'll use, they'll use witchcraft until you can't, you can't return it either. Watch. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure... There it is, to give you the kingdom. Not work for the kingdom. Not just obey Him and the kingdom of God is ours. He says, sell all that you have. Give to them. Provide yourself bag nor wax or treasure in heavens that faileth not. Wherefore no thief, no thief approach, neither moth corrupt. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. If your treasure is in the kingdom of God, your heart's in the kingdom. If your tre- treasure's on on TV or your treasures in your own self or your own strength, then you're going to have barns and you're going to build bigger. This is nothing about having nice things. It's about heart issues. It's about fear. It's about listening to false doctrines. It's about being disobedient to God when He tells you to do something because you're worried about Him not supplying more later or something like that. It's all about trust and faith. It's either trust and faith or fear and lack. Let your loins be girded about, and your lights burning, and yourselves like unto all men that wait for their Lord. When He will return from the wedding, that when He cometh and knocketh, they may open unto Him immediately. Remember the one guy got kept knocking? Immediately. There's an immediate door opening. Blessed are those servants, whom when the Lord cometh shall find watching. Verily I say unto you, that you shall gird Himself, and make them to sit, to eat, and to come forth and serve them. And if he shall come in the second watch, or come in the third watch, and find them, so blessed are those servants. Find them what? Seeking the kingdom and its righteousness. See, people want all that, but they don't care about being delivered from their nasty self, or getting delivered from from lust, perversion, covenants, greed. They just want to figure how we can sustain ourselves instead of going through the cross. Because there's no way to advance the kingdom unless you let the kingdom advance in you. There's no way to advance the kingdom of God unless you let the kingdom of God advance in you. And this know that the good man of the house have known the hour the thief would come. He would have watched and not had his house suffered. uh, Suffered his house to be broken through. Be ye therefore ready also, for the Son of Man comes at an hour when you think He doesn't. Say that again. He's, gonna, he's not going to come when you think He's going to come. He's going to come in an hour you think He wouldn't. That's a scary thought because it could be any time. Everybody thinks they're going to be, they're going to be this big dinosaur comes out of the water, all the news. Uh, maybe there won't be any nuclear doesn't really, maybe there won't be any nuclear war. Everyone's waiting for part of California to drop off in the ocean or this, and then we'll get ready. Maybe that's all just the devil was, just like he's having people store up, was just, you know, the boy who cried wolf, wolf, false prophets, you know, it sounds good, we know we have the Bible and all this destruction, but who knows what that man really heard from and who he saw from. That's why we need to stick with the Word of God too, only, and add nothing to it in the sense of fresh prophecy revelation of things. Like, what's it called? The Sheikah? 
Oh, that's that's a, huh? The Shemitah. Then there's this one. Then there's all these mysteries that start popping out because they want. Well, that mystery didn't happen, so let's come up with another one so we can have some more of your money. And it's all a bunch of blah 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 religion and 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 bringing fear on people. And so, what? Even if it happens, put your trust in God. Even if it's some of it's real revelation. We don't we don't live by revelation. From, from men, we live by one revelation, and it's Jesus Christ as our provider, and we seek His righteousness. And, and revelation is to reveal Christ anyway, not to reveal mysteries. The, the greatest mystery that was revealed came through Paul by the revelation of Jesus Christ, that we are one with Him in the bride of Christ. And Peter said unto him, Lord, speaketh thou this parable unto us, or even to all? And the Lord said, Who then is faithful and wise steward, whom... This his Lord shall make him ruler over his household, to give them their portion of meat in due season. Blessed is the servant, whom when the Lord comes shall find him what? Doing what? Seeking the kingdom, again it is, and its righteousness. Blessed are everyone going to be like, and, 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 and it's, 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 it's amazing. And there's my little footnote. The miracles of the bread and the fish. We have a God that does miracles. Right. His miracle wasn't to the fish. He led the guy. He had, the guy had two. He didn't have much. The woman had a little bread and a meal, and the miracle came to her door through the prophet. It wasn't in her. The prophet didn't come with a word of knowledge. Remember, your great great grandmother has stored five years of grain under your porch. Dig it up. No, it was supernatural. Even in the Old Testament. Storing up is walking in fear. Whatever we need, God has already got it stored up for you. That was a good closing, but I'm not done. (laughs) We got one more passage. Amen? Amen. 1 Timothy 6, 14, 21, and we'll close. And I want to pray for everybody. That thou keep this commandment. Here's another commandment. It's not only commandments from Jesus Himself. Commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ, which in His times He shall show who is the blessed and the only potent, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who only has immortality, dwelling in light, which no man can approach unto, whom no man has seen, nor can see, to whom be honor and power for everlasting. Charge them that are rich in this world, that they may be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches. This goes right with it. Trust in uncertain riches. We can't put our trust in what we own and what we have. We have to put it in Jesus. And we'll find out when God tests us with those things. But in the living God, who has given us richly all things to enjoy. So, it's not. He's given us all things. Enjoy them. But don't put your trust in them. You can't put your trust in them. Don't store up, you know. If you, have a, if you have a business and you feed cattle and you have a barn, it's a different story. That's your livelihood. That's your business. You store up grain because that's your business. You sell grain for cattle. This word's not for you unless you're storing that grain up even ten times more in case you got to eat that grain and your cattle dies. Then that's a whole different story. It says, charge them that trust in uncertain riches but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up, there's what we lay up, pay attention, this is what we're supposed to lay up, lay up and store for yourselves a good foundation. (laughs) Against the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. What you lay up a good foundation in your life, well, people will lay hold of eternal salvation in that. Oh, Timothy. That's what people are saying to you. Oh, you're doing that and so many people are going to come to the kingdom because they, they're not going to have anything and you're going to be able to give the gospel. But God does nothing against His gospel to get the gospel out in the future. I hate how they change. They make everything. They always want to justify everything with an end, um, even an end that they make up. <clears throat> oh, Timothy. Keep that which is committed to thy trust. Avoid profane, vain babblings and oppositions of science falsely, so-called, and false doctrines, which some professing 
Some profess they're followers of Jesus, but concerning faith and have erred concerning faith and grace in the under the law. They they've erred from the grace. And my gosh, everybody knows we're not grace preachers. We barely even say the word because it's been so abused. Yeah. <laughs> and I wish we could say more because it's 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 amazing. Grace is amazing, but it's been used so wrongly. But erred committing the faith and grace be unto you. Amen. Everybody can stand up. Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You Your Word is alive and true. And if this Word bared witness with You, then You know it's from the Holy Spirit. God cannot preach two different Gospels at two different times, even in two different nations. The Word has never changed. There's only one Gospel, and the Gospel sets us free. The Gospel endues our faith. The Gospel changes us from glory to glory. The Gospel renews our mind and the Gospel has power. And the Gospel teaches us to be under the protection of the Holy Spirit. So no matter what we do, when we follow the Gospel, it's not the Gospel of grace, it's not the Gospel uh, of... It's the Gospel... It's not even the Gospel of good news, it's the Gospel of following the Lord Jesus Christ and trusting Him with all of our heart, leaning not what we think or do and want to do. It's full of commandments... And obey, it's full of power. So, Father, we follow that gospel. Not ideas, not people's interpretation of the Old Testament. If any interpretation comes against your word, Lord, it's not from you. If any interpretation of the Bible comes against faith and changes faith in you and faith in the world, or faith in the economy, or faith in me, or faith in someone else, it's not the gospel. The gospel doesn't have formulas. It has rebuke. It has correction. It has edification. And it has power. Amen. So that's the only gospel that we want to follow today and every day. So Father, as you advance your kingdom, and as you flood out the lies of the enemy over Christian television, as you put messengers on TV in other nations, as you do this, God, keep us, Lord. We pray right now that you keep us from following any other gospel but your gospel. That you keep us from following any other formula or following fear any minute of the day, God. There's no peace in fear. There's perfect peace in faith because without it you cannot please God. And when you please God, you're at peace. And even your enemies will be at peace with you. We must please Him. And not do things to be seen of men. That doesn't please Him. Because he says when you do things to be seen of men, he, he might have saw it, but he erases it out of his mind. Because he goes, there you have your reward. Do things in secret and he will reward you openly. Get your heart checked by him. See, then let people judge you. But you know what you're doing and what you're not doing. The only time combination can come in if you're walking in it. Because you can't walk in the light and walk in disobedience at the same time. The devil will condemn you. And then you know you're guilty. Because you forget who you are on the cross and then you listen to Him. And then you're like, well, He's true, but He's a liar. But He said the truth because you did that. Or you said that. Or you thought that. you got to have your mind in Him. He has everything worked out. Father, we thank You that You fight for us. And we fight and we, and we hide under the shadow of the Almighty.